Hey guys, this is Clint Carton, one of the hosts of the show, and I want to welcome you to the Christian culture. For anyone who is joining us for the first time, on this show, we take different aspects of secular culture and try to show how Christ reveals himself to us within that. You can find us on Twitter at OnTheAdventure2, our website, thechristianculture.com, Facebook or YouTube at The Christian Culture. This week, we were so blessed to sit down with Katie Ruvalcaba, also known as Miss Ruby on Twitch, and we discuss her cooking stream, what the church can learn from online chats, and how to become a saint if you're just a normal average person. Don't forget that part two of our episodes are only available to patrons, so please consider supporting us at patreon.com backslash the Christ and culture. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the adventure. All right. So this is when I start swearing profusely, right? Yeah, right? No, no. <laughs> Makes editing more fun for us. Welcome back to the Christ and Culture. This is Gordon. And this is Clint. And this week we are joined by the one and only Katie, Karen, Miss Ruby, Ruval Kaba. Katie, you want to go and say hi to the peoples? Hello, people. <laughs> Please don't call uh, me Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, totally stole that. It's uh, fine. Where does it even come from, from there, your, your stream? Yeah, there was one night where... They were trying to get me to write my no- own name on a board. So in my in my stream, if you do anything interesting, we write your name on a board and stick it up on the, the cabinet behind me. And they wanted me to write my own name for whatever reason. And so somebody gifted a subscription to a streamer called Katie. And then it turned out that that streamer was like streaming at that moment and was a partnered streamer. And then they decided that there could only be one Katie. And so I had to be Karen. And then I met up with her at TwitchCon and confirmed her actual name is Caitlin. So I can be Katie. See- you could have gotten away with it the whole time. I, c- I could have. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Shrug. So for those of you who don't know Katie and you don't know what we're talking about when we say Twitch or streaming, uh, <laughs> she is a Twitch streamer. So can you kind of fill people in who maybe didn't hear the episode with John and don't know what Twitch or streaming even is? Yeah, sure. So Twitch is primarily a live streaming platform that's mostly associated with gaming. So usually people will go play video games and people can watch along with them. It's like John plays Fortnite. I, on the other hand, am really, really bad at video games. So I was grateful to find out that there is a food and drink section. And instead of playing games, I cook in my kitchen three nights a week and I invite strangers to come hang out with me so they can chat at me. It's sort of like if you were to watch the uh, Food Network, but you could just constantly scream at the Barefoot Contessa. That's what it is. <laughs> do you... <laughs> also, I'm not a very good cook. <laughs> do you I don't just know. The food you make the rest of awesome. those weeks or you just not eat for like... What? Four days out of the week? I said you just not eat like four days out of the week? You only cook I, three days a week. I just don't let strangers watch the other times because things that should only take 30 minutes on stream take four and a half hours. Yes. That makes, <laughs> Mainly that because be- people are screaming at me the whole time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why why cooking? Because that, that is something that's kind of new. Like you said, Twitch started out as just gaming. Uh, so how did you get started with that? Did you like cooking to begin with or how did that happen? Yeah, I'm actually I'm actually not as bad of a cook as it appears that I am on Twitch. I just tend to go along with the what the chat wants more often than not. But um, I, I just have this whole theory about food being the way that you show somebody that you love them. And my goal in starting a Twitch channel was to create a space where people could have a community and just 
have so, just know that somebody in the world loves them and cares about them. And so my goal was always to create community. And the only way I know how to do that is around food. So that's what I did. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And then since we're getting all the terminology out there right off the bat, you just got Twitch partner. I did. Which is super exciting. But I have a feeling 95% of our listeners have no idea what that even means. So can you explain to the people <laughs> and Gordon, uh, what what is a Twitch partner and what does that mean for your community? Yeah. So partnership is... Um, it has some technical things to it that won't be all that interesting to the average viewer. Like a partner gets more bandwidth on their channel so they can stream in high definition. They get a dedicated person from Twitch who helps them with their troubleshooting and stuff like that. So from a like a streamer's end, it's a lot nicer. Your stuff gets done a lot faster. But from the chat's end, the main difference is that we get more emotes. Like there's a bunch more little cartoon characters that we can put in the chat now and we get that little purple check mark by our name. So, you know, sort of cloudy, basically you get clout. And Mm. for people who have never been on Twitch before, emotes kind of sounds like a cheesy like gift. But for those of us who are in the chat, like that's that's our only way of really interacting. So emotes are actually a pretty big deal. The Uh, people in the chat really love a good emote. Yeah, for real. Do you have to have like someone design each of those or how, how does that work? Um, yeah, a lot of streamers know somebody who will do that for them. I don't know who's done anybody else's. I hire a girl. Her name is Lillin, L-I-L-A-N. If you go into my chat and type exclamation mark Lillin, it'll send you to her Fiverr page. And Shout she's out. a Yeah, sorry. <laughs> she's, a, she's an absolutely amazing uh, cartoonist that lives in the Netherlands. And she has made almost all of my emotes for me. Not for free, obviously. I pay her because you don't want to not pay people for their work. But yeah, she's she's incredible. So you talked about a little bit of like why cooking, but how did you even get started? Like what made you want to enter into a platform that is primarily for gaming and do something else? Like you're you're a stay-at-home mom, right? <laughs> yeah. And so how did you get from stay-at-home mom to Twitch partnered cooking streamer? So I did not want to do that. My husband (laughs) set it up for me. He was watching a a gaming stream that he was really into. And I kind of thought it was neat that they had like a really good tight knit community where people cheered for each other. So I sort of got involved in that community as well, even though I didn't necessarily care so much about the gaming aspect. The community aspect was really cool. And my husband was like, hey, you could do this. I just I think you have a personality that would make people want to watch. And I looked up the demographics on Twitch and I was like, this is primarily 14 to 34 year old men. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I cannot imagine a scenario where they're like, you know, what would be Nate if we watched a mother of four make some cookies tonight? Like, I just can't picture how that happens. But we do. (laughs) Yeah. Hello, everyone. He started me out playing Fortnite. He like set it up through our Xbox to stream. I didn't have a face cam or anything. And I ended up with like 10 or 12 viewers, which is for a brand new stream is a lot. Mm. And uh, and it was just me like running away from people on Fortnite screaming, don't kill me. I'm a mother of four. And uh, and and eventually I was, you know, flicking around through Twitch and found that at that time it was called IRL that you could just IRL stream. And then about two weeks after I started like streaming on my phone they they came up with categories but i figured out like i can just turn on my phone on the twitch app and set it up on a copy of shakespeare's collected works so that it's approximately eye level and start streaming and i got some support from people i had never seen before and they were like i got a couple donations from people who were like hey buy a better camera (laughs) so i just kind of took off from there how long have you been doing it one year and three months holy cow okay no that's awesome and actually it's funny you mentioned the the running around playing Fortnite because that's actually where I first was kind of introduced to you. You played with John one night, I think. Yeah. And that's basically what you're 
doing the whole time. And that's Dying. the first time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I played with John once and lasted three seconds. So you lasted longer than me. So you're good. But that's where I was first introduced to you. And then over the course of chat and stuff, I learned that you had a stream too and kind of eased my way over over there too. But yeah, you've really like dived into what this is, what this means as a, a Twitch community. But you guys make a lot of weird things. I know you mentioned how your chat kind of tells you what to make sometimes and they'll snipe stream you, right? They'll send you things to your house and just say, like, make these. Yep. So I got to ask, what's the weirdest thing you've made to date? Haggis. 100% haggis. I did not want to make that at all. And it took some coordinating. My moderator had mailed me through our P.O. box from Amazon a package of cow intestines so when i opened those i was like what am i supposed to do with these and she's like just just put them off to the side it'll it'll all be clear later i was like i would like to lose these right now and then one night my doorbell rang because we have this set up through um, a, a company that delivers groceries you can contact my moderator she'll arrange to have you pay for some groceries and they'll show up at my door and i'll have to cook whatever it is you sent me so they sent me liver and lamb and oats and most of the ingredients for traditional haggis are not legal for human consumption in the United States. <laughs> so it was mostly just liver and lamb and oats and the, like cinnamon and stuff. And then they were like, you have to stuff this inside of those uh, cow intestines, oh my which gosh. I, I had just the week before found out that was like the traditional food of St. Andrew's Day. So mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's mm -hmm. that's disgusting. Did you did you eat it? I did. Was I ate good? a bite of it. It really just kind of tasted like like cinnamony hot dogs. Yeah. It's not that exciting. Like I don't like lamb because I think it's too fatty and slimy, but okay. ground lamb. Oh, Gordon's, okay. Gordon seems fair, fair enough. <laughs> Gordon's appalled by that. <laughs> <laughs> lamb is one of my favorite foods. It's so it can't all be awesome. Uh. So what 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 is in haggis that's illegal? Uh, sheep's lungs. Yeah. Ooh. I actually knew that. Mm -hmm. Are you an adventurous eater? Um, I mean, I suppose so. I went to Israel this last year on pilgrimage uh, last summer, and everybody kept asking me because for whatever reason, they thought I would know what foods were. <laughs> so they would hold up a thing on a fork that one of our hostesses gave to us and was like, what is this? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just put it in your mouth. And that was like, <laughs> that's kind of my theme for eating stuff is like, just if someone gave it to you, they're probably not trying to poison you. Just put it in your mouth. Yeah. And if you don't like it, continue eating it anyway, because someone who likes you gave it to you. <laughs> But, you know, don't get seconds. Yeah. yeah. I don't eat anything that's going to make you vomit. But as long as it's not going to make you sick, don't worry about it. There you go. So the other thing I wanted to bring up as far as like weird things on, on your stream specifically, the waffling. How did that even start? Because you'll basically just have someone say waffle something, mm -hmm. wh whatever it is. Like the other day you, you waffled tacos. Uh, yeah. How, how does that even happen? Like how do you start with that? So... It used to be burgers. My chat goes through phases where they're just really into stuff. And so, like, I once made this really nice brioche pretzel that was beautiful with chocolate in it. It was so nice. And they were, like, they, they were supposed to be pretzels, and they sort of fused together. So they look more like a bun, but it was still, it's all, still all good. And they were, like, it looks like a bun. Let's put a burger on it. And I was, like, let's not. This was beautiful. I put nice, hot, nice dark chocolate in this. They're, like, no, 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 no but put a burger on it. So we ended up putting a burger on it because I just, I'm a pushover and I do whatever they want. <laughs> They're spoiled children. And um, so we went through a burger phase where we made almost everything into a burger for a little while there. People kept sending hamburger meat to my house. And then uh, now we're on to waffling, which came from, 
a guy, you're going to have to bleep this. I'm sorry. This dude's name was. And he came into the chat and he was like, have you ever eaten lasagna out of a waffle cone? And eventually he started saying inappropriate things because he was a troll. So we had to ban him. But we were all like, wait, 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 wait. You're on to something here. (laughs) So we bought a waffle cone maker. And we went through a waffle cone phase where we put everything in a waffle cone. We made a bunch of different types of waffle cones. And then it just sort of turned into like, what if we could make it flat and sticks? To- and then now everything just gets waffled. And now oh, I own gosh. like 20 different waffle makers. <laughs> I'm a big fan. I love People it. mail them to me. I have one that's shaped like Texas. What uh, surprisingly waffles? Mm, the thing that was most surprising that waffled, well, haggis waffles, first of all, something we've learned. <laughs> That, that I did cool. not expect. I waffled snow. That was exciting. What? I just didn't turn water? It, just didn't turn it on. <laughs> just oh. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. We've, we've waffled so many things, and I can't even think of all the stuff that didn't waffle. I don't know. We can't waffle cheese. We found that out twice. It's just that like burns. Sense. Yeah. Well, you would think because you know how you can put like Parmesan cheese onto a pan and it'll sort of like crisp into a cracker. Have you ever seen right. somebody do that? Yeah. I've done that and made like taco shells with it. So I just assumed you could do the same thing and make a, a waffle cone, but it, you actually cannot. Is there like adjustable heat on there? You just got to crank it up. Well, you just can't use the waffle makers. You can use it if you, you can do it if you just use a pan, but one mm. side has to stay un, unheated. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, science. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, being a pushover and having spoiled children as uh, as your your chat, but we're going to use that as a transition. You haven't talked about your family much. So, well, you mentioned your husband. You want to tell us uh, a little bit about your family while we're at it, too? If you yeah, don't mind. sure. I have a husband. His name is Luis. He's really awesome. He's way too good for me. I tricked him into marrying me when we were in college, and uh, that worked out really well for me. <laughs> yes. well, so good job, me. Really proud. <laughs> and then we have four Cheers. children. Maggie, who is 11, Micah is 9, Millie is 6, and Merritt is 5. So, yeah. going, for the, going for the M names. Yeah, that was accidental to start with. And then, like, by the time when we went, like, the first two just happened to be the only names that we liked. And then when we got to the third one and the name only name we could agree upon was an M name, we're like, well. Then you're just any, stuck with it. <laughs> any subsequent <laughs> children will think they're adopted if we don't name them with an M name. <laughs> Yeah, we kind of have the same thing in my family. We're almost all, well, not my immediate siblings, but my aunts and uncles were all C's and stuff, too. Yeah, I'm running out of names here. Maximilian. That one keeps, getting, Colby. That one keeps getting recommended to me. <laughs> Got to do it. With that, one of the one of the sessions that we have on this show, as you know, is the current media. So, Gordon, you want to start us off with uh, any current media that you've been taking in? Books, music, Ooh. movies, TV shows? Um, Not a lot. But before we started, I was thinking, I did, me and Lizzie did watch, or tried to watch, we watched half of it. There's a new movie on Netflix called Marriage Story. I watched with, that. Yeah. Mixed things on that one. She, I mean, we, I, I, was, I, I was digging it. She just was in a weird headspace to really finish it at the time. But I liked it a lot because it's one of those movies where he is a play writer, and then you kind of realize the movie itself is written like... Like you're watching a play. There's a lot of monologues and a lot of like close-up scenes on the person, and I really like that idea. Like it took me the first 20 minutes to realize, like, oh, this is what they're doing. It's kind of like Birdman in that way. But it was good. I don't know how it ends, but so far it's kind of a downer. It's kind of like, oh, like this is cringy as like a relationship to watch this happen. It's it stinks, and I don't know what truth is. But 
it's good. I liked it. Oh, I want to spoil it for you. Don't. I won't. I won't. Other than um, that, we've just been watching a bunch of comedians to stay on the more of like a lighthearted, uh, lighthearted track. Anyone good? James A. Caster is one of my favorite comedians. He has like a three or four part special on Netflix. We've already seen them all, but we rewatched one of them and it's hilarious. Yeah. He's British and his comedy is like, he makes you think because he's like elaborate and it's really funny. Nice. Anything else? Nope. All right. That's it. Katie, what have you been taking in? (sighs) Well, I watched The Marriage Story, but I would have forgotten that I watched it. So. There's that. I just finished the, uh, was that the third season of The Crown? Whatever the new one is. I think it's the third season. I like it. I like The Crown because it's like delightfully boring is how I usually (laughs) describe it to people. You don't really, uh, you don't have to think much. You just watch these things happen. And as a direct result, I feel sorry, more sorry for the Queen of England than anyone else, I think, in the world. Her life sounds terrible. That's Um, one of her when she's young, right? Well, she was in the first two seasons, but in this season, they make a point of saying like, now some time has passed and you're old. And like Prince Charles is an adult now in, in oh, this wow. season. So eh, sort of an adult. He's in his 20s, you know. Hey, what the heck is that supposed to mean? How old are you? I'm t- 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually you'll get older than 25 and you'll be like, I was a baby when I was 25. Yeah, that's okay. It's all right. It's it's the same thing like when you were, have you ever seen that meme where it says things like, I always think that I'm basically 20 until I hang out with 20 year olds. And then I'm like, nope, 34, 100% 34. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, we we work with youth in in ministry, so we get that just at a much younger scale. Yeah. It's a, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I took a bunch of kids to NCYC. I was very aware of how old I was the whole time. (laughs) Yeah, you mentioned that last night. So my archdiocese, my home archdiocese, actually is the largest group at NCYC like every year, which is so random because it's a tiny little archdiocese in in middle of nowhere, Iowa. What's a tiny archdiocese? I mean, it's not conflict of terms. Okay, but here's the thing. It's Iowa. So even though the land is a lot, the population isn't huge. Right. So that's what I mean. My friend Does Katie's every- from Iowa. I'm going to try to get you to marry her. Yes. I She's that. awesome. Great. Okay. <laughs> Wait, I'm- what's her name? Katie? Karen. What? <laughs> He's- Katie, right? Oh, you have He's to change your name to Karen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to throw a book at you now. <laughs> oh, I have I have a book that I'm reading. I even put it at the table so I could show oh, you. Oh, nice. Aren't you excited? Look, I got it for Christmas. It's The Way, the Furrow, and the Forge All Together by St. Jose Maria Escriva. Did you get and it I'm this kind- Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, my friend Emily gave it to me the other day because she's really bad at holding on to Christmas presents. Mm. So she's like, take this and open it. So I, she got me this, and then she also got me a houseplant, which I named Jose. But I've been reading through it. It's pretty cool. If you've never read it, the way that it's written is basically just bits of advice. So like, it mm-hmm. sort of looks like the catechism in the inside. I'm showing you guys, but everybody who's not on there, this is why you have to get the Patreon. Yeah. Um, but it's like it's numbered the way that the catechism is and then each cent or each like chunk of advice doesn't necessarily flow into the next but they're sort of categorized like one section's on prayer one section's on penance one's on the interior life yada 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 it's really good i've definitely never read it but i know that i've quoted it in talks before so totally just stealing <laughs> pretending like i'm smarter than i am but That's thank most you of thank my you life. internet <laughs> yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. All the time. I, t- I have a girls group, a high school girls group that I lead at our church. And all the time I'm like, somebody who's smarter than me on Twitter said this. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you constantly quoting people from Twitter? I'm like, because they're all smarter than I am. It's fine. Yay, Catholic Twitter. So mm-hmm. oh, we can talk about this later, but is this separate from your like life team group? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've got our life team groups that's co-ed and, you know, life teeny and I actually have a really good life team group, but you know how life team can be a little bit of like, my parents forced me to be here types of kids. Yeah. Whereas my, uh, my girls group, the daughters of grace, which is sadly acronymed dog. Ugh. Ooh, nice. Yeah, that's rough. I was not there the day they named it. I would not have allowed that to happen, but they're a little bit more serious about their faith. So they spend a little bit more time reading the Bible and learning things. I made them go read all the documents from the second Vatican council. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, I approve. We read four books of the Bible together last year and like went over them. We went over the history of Judah and Israel, stuff like that. So these are the girls that are going to know a little bit more about why they're doing things and, you know, just really big fans of being Catholic. Yeah, I love that. Are they high schoolers, upperclassmen? They are all high schoolers. We actually have two middle school girls who kind of weasel in with us every now and then. I send them out if it's going to be like a spicy topic because we'll, we'll talk about like dating and you know, kind of high school girly type things and NFP and stuff like that. So I don't let the middle school girls stay for that kind of thing. But the Daughters of Grace, about half of them have chosen to wear chapel veils. So they're really visible (laughs) at church. And something about that really, really attracts a lot of girls. Like, um, so, so we'll get younger girls who will come up to us and be like, hey, can I come and learn about the veils? And can I come and learn about what you're doing? And so we'll let a couple of them come in and, you know, hang out with us. But they're sort of like mascot members for right now. That's awesome. Kudos <laughs> to you. That's so cool. As, as a youth minister, I'm a big fan. All right. So any other uh, media that you've been taking in? Mm, just a lot of Twitch, man. Just a lot of Twitch. Do you have any favorite streams other than your own, obviously? Yeah, I really like, uh, I love John. John Blevins is awesome. And uh, there's two guys that stream together. They're brothers that are called the Bonsai Bros. Sean and Travis, Travis are their names. They're so cute. Have you ever heard this one time I was talking to Travis about coming to visit John and I was like, you guys could come in and bring your bring your fiance because he's getting married. I was like, you could come and we could meet her. And like, I always want to meet the wives because I'm a girl. And uh, and he's he said and it was just the coolest thing that I've ever heard on Twitch because he said it like just you know, like it was just something we should all know. He's like, you know, it would be great for you to be able to meet her. But um, until we get married, traveling together is really difficult because we can't share a hotel room. And so, you know, and that's not something that you would like. That's yeah. not something that's weird from a Catholic, but from someone on Twitch to for just sure. say that like, oh, no, obviously we're not going to be sharing a hotel room. It's just I don't know. That's that was the moment when Travis won my heart. <laughs> He's such yeah, a dick. Bonsai bros are awesome. Definitely wild and, and crazy. Honestly, I've caught myself starting to like talk like them sometimes because they have so many awesome catchphrases. The uh, hello. Uh, hello. Yeah. All that stuff. I don't cool. do that to people because I, I value their eardrums. <laughs> Gordon, you don't uh, watch Twitch at all? Uh, what is that? Can we can we cut his mic? Cut yeah, his let's, mic. let's kick him off. We'll just talk. No, talk I just it's probably one of those things, you know, where like until you explore it, it just seems so foreign. It doesn't make sense. And then you're in it. I'm also I have a very addictive personality. And so it's like one less thing I need to explore because there's already too many things that I'm I, like wanting to do or watch or take in. So fair enough. I, I totally get that because 
I definitely had the same thing where my little brothers used to watch Twitch, and I'm actually crashing in my little brother's room right now because I'm visiting my family. So I shout really out Clay. I proud of your little league uh, trophies in the back there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bunch of wrestling trophies back there because we're Iowans. What was I even talking about? Oh, my little brothers watch Sorry. Twitch, and I, I used to like not judge them, but totally judge them. You know, be like, why would you just watch people play video games so you could play video games and stuff like that? And they would talk about the community and stuff like you mentioned and John mentioned a couple months ago. And you think it's so cheesy because it's an online community. How good can it actually be? And it it honestly is really, really cool. And, and it's something like you said, Gordon, you don't understand it until you're actually a, a part of it and experience it. So it is pretty cool. And coming from someone who also has an addictive personality, I totally understand. I spend way too much time on Twitch. It's also something uh, I didn't realize until three days ago when we recorded the last episode that I thought you had to pay for it to watch, mm-hmm. but you don't. And so I was like, yeah. oh, that's why I haven't gotten on because mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do that. That's nah, free. So you only have to pay if you subscribe. My channel's a little bit like the um, like the pushers. So somebody will give you, somebody will gift you a sub usually in my channel if you talk enough. They'll gift you a sub and they're like, first one's free, Gordon. The first <laughs> one's free. That's that's how I got started, too, because I was like, I'm just going to watch people. I'm not going to pay because I'm a youth minister and I'm a cheapskate. And mm-hmm. someone gifted it. And then I was like, OK, well, I'm here. Let's do it. And then the day your gifted sub runs out and you can't use that glitter cat unicorn, <laughs> you say to yourself, son of a monkey, I need to go get another subscription. Uh, exactly. For sure. Any other media then besides Twitch and books and The Crown? You're really trying to get it out of her. That's a lot. No, oh. I just want to make sure have she has a chance. I have children, Clint. Jeez, hey. man. Oh, my gosh. Some of us don't have lives. every night and stuff. Make sure that no one dies. They'll figure it out. Just put a movie on while, while you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I, have really, to, I have to consume more media or Clint's going to yell at me. <laughs> really no more media? You haven't been listening to any podcasts or anything? Oh, no, I do. I listen to a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts. Just a lot. Okay. Just a million. Po- I've been on <laughs> two of them now. Other than this one. This is really. Yeah. Like this is your third one in like a week, right? Well, the first one was about a month ago, I think. Oh, okay. Three weeks ago. And then apparently you guys are just red hot for people who already own their own microphones. So. <laughs> that, it's, it's a bonus. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I haven't been invited on on most of the podcasts that I listen to. I'm really, really hoping that Father Brad Doyle invites me on The Quizzical Papist because I rock at that game, but so far, no go. He also doesn't know I exist, so. <laughs> Get him on Twitch. He'll figure it out. So really quickly, I, I've only taken in a few things because I've been traveling and we just recorded like three days ago. So I have mostly just read books because I, I don't know if you guys have heard of Goodreads, but it's like a online like reading database and that you set like a reading goal and I am five books behind and I have to finish them in the next two weeks. So I've just been trying to crush stuff out to actually meet my goal. So I read Catechesi Trinendi at work the other day. There's a book called The Ides, Caesar's Spies. I don't know who it's by. But it's just like a Roman spy book, kind of. Not real, but still kind of cool. And then The Silmarillion by J.R. Tolkien, because got to read that at least once a year. And... The podcast that I've been just like obsessed with lately is Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World. He just like goes through the mysteries of the world, conspiracy theories, stuff like that, and tries to explain them as best as he can and then talk about them from a reason perspective and a Catholic faith perspective and see 
if this is true, then what does it influence? For example, if like aliens are real, does it change anything about our faith? Things like that. So it's pretty cool. I'm obsessed with it. Listen to it all the time. But that's about all I'm taking in right now. We did it. We did it, guys. We're doing great. I actually have a question. You said that for you, food is a way of expressing love. And I think another thing that I hear and I kind of agree with is like food brings people together mm-hmm. or in the same sense of like the the dining room or the kitchen table is kind of like the central part of a house. Why do you think food brings people together? Because we're all hungry. And I, <laughs> but like. For food? Yes and no. But like I was going to, I was going to try to make that really deep and then you ruined it. So thanks a lot, Gordon. Typical Gordon. <laughs> Rude. I don't know. I think that there's like a little bit of. You know, it, food is like an easy thing to pull people over. You can be like, hey, I'm making macaroni and cheese and nobody's going to be like, mm, I don't want no macaroni and cheese. You know, like that's not a thing. So it's a good way to lure people in. You guys are youth ministers. You know that the easiest way to get people there is to put pizza on the table. But beyond that, I think like once you're in a family environment, at least this is the feedback I've been given from people, is that it's nice to see a family that like likes each other and it sort of makes a, a space for you to be in there and 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 get to, I don't know, be a part of something. So I, I think there's a little bit of a hunger for, for family, for community, for spending time together, for seeing parents actually parent. I get feedback on that all the time. People will tell me like, it's so refreshing to see like your kids act up on stream and you stop what you're doing and go and parent them because they need it. And there's like a command in the chat where they count how many times I've had to walk off screen to go parent my kids. <laughs> but you like, have that, the, the mute button for, for those situations too. Yes, I have a mute button that says the stream has been muted for your protection. (laughs) Um, But like a lot of people have told me, you know, either that their parents were not very kind about the way that they that they disciplined them or that they just didn't discipline them. And the the lack of that was was a, a wound in their life. And so it's nice to be able to see it happen. I've seen father hunger from people when it comes to Luis. Like my husband is just the most amazing human you could ever want to meet. He's a fantastic man. He's a good father. He's present. He works really hard so that I can be at home for our kids. He's fantastic. And the chat recognizes that and sees like a role model, somebody that they hope to to emulate or at least somebody that they're proud to know. And many of the people in our chat you know, are similarly good fathers. And it's just nice for them to to have that kinship. And for, um, I think my channel has more young women than than is the average on Twitch. It's not common for young women to be on Twitch, but I think I have about 60-40 split, uh-huh. which is 40% women is pretty pretty high for a Twitch stream. And I, and I think that that might be a little bit of that mother hunger where we all grew up in a culture where our moms had to work. And so we didn't get to watch our moms cook dinner. We didn't get to be in the kitchen or if we... You know, we were underfoot. We got kicked out of the kitchen all the time. So it's nice to just get to be a part of those things that you might have missed. So is it weird at all, though, like being the mother to these and not like actual mother, but to these like thousands of people who come into your home or like having your your husband and your home and your children constantly not shared, but like being watched by thousands of people every time you go live? It's a little strange just because I don't think there's anything interesting about us from a normal um like the things that attract people kind of perspective like we're not particularly foul-mouthed we don't we're not in the mafia like none of the interesting things that would normally make a tv show you know Mm -hmm. we're just just people just living so i think it's a little bit strange that people are that interested in watching people just live but i don't know 
I've just gotten so close with most of the people in the chat that it's seems natural that they're there and my kids talk about them like they're actual parts of our life. So like on um, Veterans Day, when the kids are supposed to bring in like the names of their family members who are veterans, several of my kids reported that Hitman was their family member who was in the army. And uh, we're like, <laughs> Hitman's real name is Ronnie. Please don't. No. Oh. And then their teachers are like, do they know a Hitman? <laughs> Not a real Hitman. Uh, oh, I have so to funny. imagine that like because these people become family to me like I always joke that the that all of my prayers must sound incredibly weird to God when I'm like Lord keep an eyeball on Forza and he's like what <laughs> who like, just you know you know Lord he, he knows so one thing that I and you know that this podcast is is taking kind of secular media or things like that and finding Christ in them and I think pretty positive every guest we've had on usually what they are doing or whatever type of, yeah, whatever type of avenue they're in is actually in the Catholic or Christian world. And I think you stand out in that, which you are a Catholic, but the Twitch stream that you're doing is kind of separate from that. So I guess it's more of like a twofold question. In what sense is the thing that you're doing, this Twitch stream of cooking, kind of a metaphor or what, what aspects of that correlates into a Christian or Catholic lifestyle? And the other thing, too, is I've talked to two different people in something like that, where, like, one person, you know, the thing that they do is more secular, and that's actually hard hard for them. And then the other, someone else who's like, I just did, I just joined CrossFit, and it's kind of one of the first communities I've created of mine that's not Catholic, and it's actually really refreshing, because it's very uplifting. So how does, how has having this Twitch stream affected your faith life? Oh, wow. Okay, good questions. It helps that I don't view it. I, I'm often asked by people, mostly by my own priest, but if if I'm viewing Twitch as evangelization and I don't, yeah. so like I'm not out there trying to make anybody Catholic. I'm just out there trying to be myself. But part of that is the fact that I am grossly Catholic and like I'm a big fan of Jesus and we don't eat meat on Fridays and we pray before dinner and stuff like that. So like that's all visible on the show. But at the same time, I've had the feedback from people that like seeing somebody authentically live a faith. I hate the word authentic. It's so annoying. But live their faith in in reality and not be a dead-eyed religious psychopath is refreshing to them. And they're like, wow, I didn't realize that there were normal religious people in the world. That's super cool. And so I've had people ask me more questions about it and be more interested in the church as a result of it, which if that happens, like, fantastic. That's so cool. I will do anything I can to support you, but that's definitely not my goal. But it's also kind of like that thing where if you're weird in middle school and people pick at you, the internet is basically like a giant middle school full of full of jerks. That's not such so much a good on, analogy. <laughs> right? Not so much on my channel. Like my channel's pretty pretty amazing. But like you just have to wander, you know, ten inches to the left and you'll find the cesspool of jerks, right? So I've had it happen where clips of mine will get posted to Reddit and jerks will say things on there like that I'm only doing this to get attention or that I am using my children for income or worse there's one guy who's really obsessed with the fact that I'm pro-life like he's like oh before you hit that follow button you should know she's a pro-life catholic and I'm, that is always very mm. bothersome to me so that kind of hurts but I think the thing that hurts the worst for me um, has nothing to do with the twitch aspect of it it's that my I don't want to say this in a way that sounds unkind, but like my home parish where I go to church is not very traditional and they're kind of very in the eh, whatever's okay 
sort of space. And that's great because, you know, that, that it's, it's good to invite people in and to be opening and well, are open and welcoming and things like that. But like, you know, like I said, we, my, the girls group and I, we all wear veils and we became the topic of conversation around the parish. Like how, why we're a Novus Ordo parish? Why are you wearing veils? What is going on here? Are you trying to put us back in the dark ages? And that kind of to be like holier than us kind of thing. Yeah. Like, are you trying to get attention? What is this? And it's very frustrating to be too Catholic for Twitch in some people's minds and also too Catholic for your Catholic church sometimes. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a little bit hurtful to have a parish that wants you to go back out into the world and bring Christ into the world and be Christ for the world. That's sort of like the, the mission statement of our parish. And they do a very good job of it. But I sometimes worry that we don't do enough to give a place to rest for people who are doing that. If you are out there in the world and it is hard, like you said, you had a friend who mentions it. It's a little bit hard to be the weirdo in your group of friends. You should be able to come back to your parish and rest. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that actually is a good lead way into what I was trying to phrase in the beginning, which a better way to phrase it. Is there anything in your Twitch stream that you see that you're like, wow, like we need this more in the church. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, I would say that like the thing that the church could learn from Twitch is that on Twitch, the streamer sets the culture. So like if the streamer doesn't swear, the chats doesn't swear. If Mm -hmm. the streamer is kind, the chat tends to be kind. As long as you police it correctly and you, you handle it correctly, the chat tends to mirror the streamer, at least to some extent. And you get to set that culture. And sometimes I worry that the church makes too much of an effort to change the church to fit the chat instead of allowing the chat to fit the church. So don't in, you don't need to change the liturgy to be extremely weird because you're in a cult you're in a group of people who wants extremely weird. Instead, invite the weirdos to be part of your thing. Make it more accessible to them, but don't change who you are. I don't know. Does that make sense? No, it, it absolutely does. And I think that ties back to what you were talking about before, like with your parish and being on stream too. Because I mean, I've only been following your stream for a few months, but from what I've noticed, you're not like super trad or super like the other way. You're just a normal Catholic. And like you said, you do feel like just a normal person on stream who happens to be Catholic and you don't hide your faith, but you're also not pushing it on anyone. You're just being you. And so the, the fact that that's too much for for your church or for your some people in the chat sometimes that kind of shows like how some of our churches and the church in general i think is going that direction where they kind of change things to fit or please certain people rather than the other way around especially i mean we're not super political on here but especially with everything going on in the last year and the scandal and stuff we're trying to win hearts back and so Mm -hmm. I'm, i'm afraid part of that is us trying to be overly compensating maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I, I'm a convert. So like, I've never, I joined the church post 2002. I've never known the Catholic church as anything other than post scandal. So, and I mean, well, there's not the Philadelphia or Pittsburgh or actually the entirety of Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going on over there? That's probably everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit difficult when you, when you just want what's true. And the only thing that people can see is the mouthpiece. That's a little rough. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, that wasn't very helpful. <laughs> no, I think that no, was, was good. great. Who is the uh, who's the streamer in the church Twitch? The streamer in the church Twitch. The priest. Yeah, oh, the, the priest for sure. Yeah, the priest. Whoever. Or, or the bishop, depending on how you're looking at it. Oh yeah. Well, I think that that's absolutely right. Like, look at the Lincoln diocese. Like, those are a mess of different priests, but they have a 
well, he's on vacation now, but <laughs> they have a bishop who is very strong, really fosters vocation. He's extremely traditional. He's a very uh, smart man, and and his diocese has no problem, you know, pulling out priests by the dozens. So I think that the bishop can be a really good example. I was very proud of our bishop at NCYC wearing his bishop gear. I was so proud of him. Look awesome. at you. You got the dress on and everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a whole thing. One thing I did want to jump back to that you mentioned earlier on, kind of just off the cuff, but you said someone was a good egg. Mm. And so that's that's from your stream. So that's kind of like your your catchphrase, I guess. I don't know if you want to call it that, but someone someone's a good egg. And obviously that's a, a phrase that's kind of common, but that's become the thing for your stream. So why why good eggs? What does that mean? And what is that like? So I just call people good eggs. <laughs> like that was just a thing that happened sort of organically. When somebody gave me a donation once, I was like, wow, you are such a good egg. Thank you so much. And like, I was completely thrown off by it. But the the good egg thing has sort of stuck as a, as a way of identifying oneself as belonging to the stream. When we talk about the community on Twitch being something that's like really tight knit and that really grows, having a, a name for a community, as you guys know, is incredibly important and it, it sort of like defines who they are. And this, my chat has lived up to that so very much. We have a, can I talk about the Good Egg Fund? Yeah, that, <laughs> that was going to be my next question. You so didn't yes. ask, so can I just weasel into it? Okay. No, please do, please do. So like in the first year that I was streaming, it would come up a lot that like people would, I, I would just hear about people who were having a hard time, um, people either in my community or through the Twitch community. And whenever I would bring it to the chat that like, hey, you know, I'm familiar with this woman whose family is, is having a lot of difficulties with medical expenses. I'd like to give up donations for Lent and give all of my donations to this family. Would you guys be willing to contribute that? And absolutely, like they don't even know these people, but they know and trust me that I'm going to do what I said I would do. So they donated to to this family who's you know was had excessive medical debt from uh, a type one diabetes diagnosis. Over the summer, we had a member of our community lose his job, and he had already gotten a new job. He was laid off. He had uh, his new job wouldn't start for a month, so he had one month gap in income, and he has child support that he had to pay. He was going to lose visitation rights to his child. And he told me about it. And I was like, look, either the good eggs are going to get this child support paid for you, or I'm going to show up at your house and stuff money down your face. So you're going <laughs> to take it and you're going to like it. And I told the chat, I didn't even give them details. I said, somebody in our community is on hard times. They need this much money. And it took less than two hours for them to give the money that he needed. Wow. And this is these are 14 to 34 year old men is this is like the the typical you know age group on twitch it's not known as being the most generous age group but these people are just absolutely incredible so we did a bunch of projects like that over the year people would tell me that they had a problem and i would bring it to the chat and the chat would take care of it so i started thinking this year in 2020 i want it to be the year that we can get out ahead of the game and be prepared for this. So we started collecting for the Good Egg Fund. I think probably my first couple of streams every month, I'm going to have the Good Egg Fund as my donation goal. And we'll just put money into a checking account that I've opened for the Good Egg Fund. And then that way, if something runs across me, we're able to just immediately fund it without having to go back to the chat and get it, mm -hmm. just have that money just pooled there. So this last week, somebody came to me and said that they were working on getting a hotel room for a, a homeless person over Christmas. And my chat got that taken care of in a couple of days, like, no problem here. Bye. And I don't know, they're just incredible human beings. And most of these people are not religious. Most of these people are just awesome human beings that just 
want to help people. Yeah, I, I think it's like you said before, the streamer sets the tone, right? And so this idea that like you're not holding back and you wanted to give, like you even told this guy you would go to his house, wherever he lives, and shove it down his throat, you know? Which is a fun way of <laughs> saying it, but... <laughs> You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna harm you if you don't take my money. Take it or exactly. die. <laughs> but the chat follows suit, you know, and and everyone when they see you doing that wants to dive on board too. So in a way, I know we talked about this before. In in a way, you're not trying to show your faith, but I I feel like that's just a way of like practicing the charity that we're supposed to as Catholics without even having to say like I'm Catholic. It's just an easy way that everyone can participate in based off of your lead, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot with the with the Eucharist. I'm going to get real weird on you. Yay. So, like, one of the things that we talked about in Life Team this most recent week is that, like, because you receive the Eucharist, you're a tabernacle, right? Because you hold on to the Eucharist. Well, one of the things that I pray after I, every every time I receive communion is that, that the Eucharist would enter every cell of my body and that more of me would disappear and more of Christ would be visible so that I would just gradually, I'm, I, I don't think it's medically possible for that small of a bit of something to take over all of my cells, but would be cool. So hey, I mean, it's God can do whatever he wants, right? So Right. And if, and if that's the prayer that I'm putting forward, I'm really hopeful that, you know, my father in heaven's on it. So I, I think that like, it's not even a question to me when people ask like, Hey, isn't it kind of cool that that you're doing that? I mean, I guess, but it's like the very minimum that Christ asks for me. And Christ does not didn't wander around, you know, Israel being like, I'm doing this because I am the Messiah. No, he did it because it was the right thing to do and because it was the natural thing to do. And the more the more that we put that out there as like the natural response to someone is suffering is immediately help them, then I think the the better the better society would be like that should be all of our first responses it shouldn't nobody should be telling me i'm doing a good job for this this is crazy right yeah yeah, yeah. and to be honest this is one of the reasons why i, I wanted to interview you this time of, of year i mean you live in the mid midwest i'm in the midwest right now it's cold up here and there's people like the the one that you just helped get into that hotel who need help this time of the year more than ever and so i will challenge you guys go check out miss ruby's stream but if you can contribute to this in, in whatever way possible, because she's making a huge, huge impact on people's lives. And if you can be a part of that, that's that's amazing. Yeah. So. And I think there's just so much to be said for doing one on one donations like this, where it doesn't go through like a big charity. You're not petitioning Ronald McDonald House or whatever. It's <laughs> right. like, you know, if I came to the chat and told them, hey, I spent $100 of our good egg fund because I went to a local daycare and asked who was behind and paid part of their bill, they would love that. And like having those types of one-on-one -on -one encounters with people, that subsidiarity that the church tells us to have is, I don't know, I just think it's so much more meaningful. Yeah, for sure. So I did want to talk a little bit about your experience as a core member for Life Teen. Has being on stream affected how you minister in your small groups or in your, your women's group or even in your parish or vice versa, has the way you stream been impacted by the way that you minister with the kids? I know as you're thinking, you shared a story a while back of how your parish wanted to do a talk on like digital evangelization and they brought in John to do yeah. it, not even realizing that you <laughs> that have I'm a stream I was yourself. like, hi guys, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, and so are they even aware of that? Like, is that something that, that people know about? Has, has it affected one direction or the other? 
I don't think so. I mean, John's a natural choice for that kind of thing because he actually works in the church, whereas I yeah. volunteer in the church, but I'm not I'm not a paid employee or anything. I, I mean, sure. I substitute teach, but that's about it. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense that they would like know that about him and 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 invite him in. I'm I'm only mildly jealous, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I it doesn't really come up much. Like I tell the girls during girls group whenever I'm like super touched by the chat because we like to go around at the beginning of every meeting and say where you saw God this week. Mm -hmm. And like 90 percent of the time it's in the chat. Just all the time I see God in these people that don't even see God in themselves. So they uh, they come up often in that scenario. But other than that, they're they're not terribly impressed by me. Um, so that's eh, whatever. A couple of them have come on the stream. Bella, I'm her confirmation sponsor. She comes on every now and then because she just likes to hang out with the chat and just be there. And that's nice, but they're just deeply unimpressed by me. And that's probably okay. Yeah, that's cool. I'm not that interesting. Uh, I disagree. But I, I mean, I feel like we all say that. And that's actually part of this show too, is like, we all kind of think that our stories like aren't that impressive. I know when I first got into ministry, I was like, I can't give a talk or a testimony because no one cares. I'm just some nobody from middle of nowhere, Iowa. Like, I don't have a story that, that matters. And I think part of it is we hear these like grand stories a lot when we go to conferences and stuff like that. And for those of us who aren't experiencing grand things like that, it can sometimes be like, okay, well, I can't do that. And so having just normal people that we can look up to and relate to, those are the stories that we need to hear too. And I think it's even important in like seeing saints like that too. Like who is it? Um, Zelly, who's just like a normal mom, right? Mm -hmm. But still a fantastic saint. And so I think that's really cool too for these girls and for us in the chat to be able to see like, okay, it's okay to just be normal, not have a grand story and still love the faith. So I, I think that's that's really cool too. Yeah, I've uh, it's sort of a joke in the chat that I really want to be a saint. Like I make lots of jokes about it that like I want to be buried like this. So that um, I can be incorruptible and they can open up my coffin and I'll be like, hey, um, I just really don't want to decompose. I have a plan. Um, I'm very excited about it. But like there's one of the commands in the chat. Uh, like I used to get really prickly when they would be like, oh, we're in a cult. It's a cult because that's common on Twitch. People say that communities are cults all the time. And I would kind of push back against that at first because I was like, oh, that feels anti-Catholic. And I don't know if I should say that. But then uh, it came out that G.K. Chesterton couldn't get sainthood because he had a lack of local cults. And I was like, oh, Oh, I need a cult for sainthood. <laughs> so now in my chat, if you do exclamation mark cult, it says Katie needs a cult for sainthood. <laughs> and uh, like the people are very aware that my life goal is to be a saint. And they they tease me about it. and They talk to me about it. And it's like they don't even know what that means half the time. But like that's that's the favorite joke among the people. Yeah. And, and like Sally Martin, man, that was a good reference. Her letter where she talks about St. Therese being an awful three-year-old or Therese, yeah. I say that Thro wrong. Throwing like tantrums and stuff. Yes. Reading that is so heartening. Like, oh, thank goodness. Because I thought it was just my monster demon children. <laughs> and at least you know that like this crappy, slow slog of a life that parenting is can turn out with three minimum saints in your family. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, it is a vocation. So in its very nature, like it's supposed to help you get to heaven. And so having, as you say, demon children uh, <laughs> might give you the, the, the virtues that you need to become that saint. Plus having a cult helps too. <laughs> One of those. Yeah. We're so used to in our culture, like movies where things turn out really quick, like all of a sudden, like you get to see the time go really fast and now everything's great. And 
in real life, it's not that. It's yeah. this very slow process, and it's you know two steps forward and one step back all the time, and you're slogging your way through it. And some days it really sucks, which Saint Jose Maria Escriva talks about a lot. Um, so <laughs> I'm really into this dude right now. It's fantastic. Yeah. We've talked about his heroic minute on here before, mm-hmm. uh, which is like that first minute when you wake up, which is super challenging. But I think that goes with what you're saying too, because it's it's the small victories. That's how you get sanctity and become holy it's practicing in the small things not just in those huge situations yes exactly gonna say i agree with that (laughs) okay as you should because he's a saint but the the next thing i wanted to ask about and this is kind of one of the the last questions i have for the the main part of this show so if you guys want to hear the rest of our interview please become a patron at patreon.com backslash the christian culture and you can uh, get the rest of this conversation. So I'm the... going to say all the interesting stuff later. Yeah, that, that's how we do it. I had Hit someone that for the button. I had someone for the, the last episode, the, the Frozen one that came out, I guess two weeks ago now. And uh, they're like, this is such tempting. Like, I want to know what's happening in the second episode, but I don't want to pay for the Patreon. Well, you have to pay for the Patreon. You have that's, to pay that's for how the it Patreon. works. You have they, to. They were trying to get you to give it to them for free. I know. Shame on you. Shame yeah. on you, sir. Press the button. Gordon, what are, you, what are you doing? This is the kind of content you get when you're patrons, guys. Gordon falls off his chair. All right. But anyways, How are you good? How did that even happen? Everything's fine. Oh, my gosh. This is this is normal. This is fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that happened. It's stretching. Uh, okay. So with all that being said, <laughs> the, the last question I wanted to ask you, though, was, is there like a glory story of your chat just something where just kind of like blew your mind of maybe i don't know just like what's the happiest moment that you can think of on on chat that just really changed your life i guess the thing i think of specifically is last winter probably in february or so we had decided that my oldest daughter was going to have to go back to school we were homeschooling her and she had really awful anxiety and this was February, which I have a great time with seasonal depression. It's super fun. So by the middle of February, like you could see it in my face that I was just kind of barely hanging by a thread there. I started the stream and I just, I couldn't. Like I, I was like, guys, I can't even start cooking right now. Today has been terrible. We decided we were going to send back Maggie back to school. Maggie's been crying all day. I've been crying all day because being a, a homeschool mom was so much of my identity for so long. And my last kid's going back to school now. And because my younger son and my younger daughter had already gone back to school because they needed that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I was done. I was dead. And uh, I was like, so we're going to order a pizza. We're going to wait for the pizza to arrive. And then I'm going to eat a pizza in front of you. Like, that's all I've got for you tonight. This is what the stream is. I'm really sorry. And we talked to the chat and and Maggie came on stream and her face was all teary eyed. And the chat was like, I just couldn't handle how sad she was and how sad I was. And we talked about how like, well, we went to visit the school and uh, and they have a band and Maggie might want to play the French horn. And we're thinking that band might help her to get back into school and blah, 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 blah. And the chat they they looked it up online how much a French horn cost and that that night they donated eleven hundred dollars to get Maggie a French horn oh my just gosh. just uh, because they didn't want to see us cry anymore and and on the one hand like it's not just the money aspect that's not what I'm thinking of I'm thinking of these people who don't actually know us in the sense that some people would say like oh they're not your real friends they're internet people but like these people cared 
that Maggie was hurting and that school was scary for her and that I was hurting and that I didn't know how to make it better and that I was just down and and they decided that that they were going to be the people that were there for me and they were the only people who offered and I didn't even ask like it wasn't even a thing that we were doing that day they were just like okay we're going to make this happen this is going to happen here and then she ended up not even going to that school she ended up <laughs> not going to public school we managed to get a scholarship so that she could go to our parish school and it's much smaller and she's a lot less scared and so the the french horn got sold so she could have an ipad but like the <laughs> the chat was cool with that they like wanted her to she wants to draw so they got her a drawing ipad like they just care so much and I know that you don't show people that you love them with money. I know that. But like, you don't not show it either. It's just so meaningful that these near strangers took it upon themselves to try to make a 10-year-old girl stop crying. I don't know. That was the yeah. most meaningful thing to me. No, that's awesome. That goes back to what you are saying before about how they're almost like family to you. Because that can be kind of weird to think about someone who you can't actually talk to them because they can only type back to you. But as far as like, money showing love i think in this situation the only ways they can interact with you are by paying and and chatting on on the chat so typing and when they're typing words aren't enough the only other way that they can show love for you is to to gift in that way so maybe it's not the perfect way of of showing love but i i get what you're coming from yeah, Whoa. but like for them it was they weren't just giving money randomly it was like you want to play a french horn Let's figure out what's a French horn cost. Yeah. Let's get exactly that amount of money. Like that was that was the point. It wasn't the yeah. money, it was the French horn. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Going off of what you were saying earlier about like not being able, not thinking that we can do something grandiose because our stories aren't valuable. What I'm learning about Twitch is that because of the community, I think you actually use the word like, you know, someone belongs to this stream, that word belonging and like known, it's like, if someone and you see your like actual brother or sister or, or parent like hurting, you want all you want to do is to fix that. And so like now that they're in this, they belong to this community. If something's needed to be done, they're like, yes, I, I all I have is this, a few dollars. And then like that just adds up and adds up. And you have things like the Good Egg Fund. And yeah. It's it's like they don't even realize they're doing these saintly things, but they're doing it because they have this community that they they care for, and that just seems amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. I'm so blessed to know these people. Serve them. <laughs> You're stream sniping them with sanctity and grace. They don't even realize it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that dear. Was so that was so <laughs> that cheesy. That was the lamest thing you said all day. Oh, I've said some pretty stupid things before you got on. So, <laughs> But poor with Gordon. that, yeah, poor Gordon. <laughs> I don't um, even know what stream sniping means. On a gaming stream, it's where like you get into somebody's game and try to like kill them or embarrass them or in some way upset them in front of their stream. On my stream, it's where you have stuff sent to my house during the stream to disrupt what I'm doing and change the <laughs> change the name of the game. Uh, I see. Clever. Yeah. So the, the next thing we want to talk about, though, is challenges. So based off of our conversation from today, just thinking of like, what are some challenges that we can work on this week? Start with yours and then I'll come up with something awesome. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Just trump me. Yeah, so especially with this being the season of, of Christmas, because by the time this comes out, hold on, let me do the math. Da, 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 da. Yeah, this will be Christmas season by the time this comes out. I want you guys to think about this being a show about cooking and about giving. How during the season of Christmas being with your families and stuff like that, how can you interact with your families or the friends that you're with and maybe through food, maybe through something else, but how can you show them love in, in the small ways that maybe aren't just 
outright like giving gifts at Christmas because I mean that's normal and expected. But maybe making a meal instead of expecting the the matron of your family to do all the cooking, you know, or just doing something small that that's unexpected. So my challenge is to think of a way to interact with your family and friends over the holidays where you can show those small aspects of love to them. Yeah, for sure. Um, off of that, or basically to maybe be more, a little bit more specific from that, if you mm-hmm. have a grandmother or a mother who's making you dinner, sit in there with her, ask her what she's doing, ask her to give you a job, ask her to like just do the dishes around her, do yeah. those things. Like one of my favorite sayings that I ever heard was everybody wants to save the world, but nobody wants to help mom do the dishes. Like get your True. butt in there and do the freaking dishes. So like, that's a big deal. That is awesome. Gordon, you got one for us or no? I don't think so. I like okay. this. Can I give you another one too? Please, please yeah. do. I thought of one. So it's common for people to give a lot at Christmas time and to like do soup kitchens and, and shelters and things like that. So if you do something like that, first of all, good job. High five. Second of all, try to get out of your comfort zone. And if you feel like a person's okay with it, hug them or touch them. Give them some kind of a a recognition that you don't just see them as a project, but as a person that you love. Mm -hmm. If somebody asks you for money on the street, give it to them and then also give them a handshake. Yeah, Yeah. that's awesome. And then obviously going back to our uh, mini challenge from before, but donate to that good egg fund if you can, because it's awesome. (laughs) Sorry, I made a face that nobody but you can see. (laughs) Hey, it's great. It's great. So speaking of that, can you tell people where they can find you on social media and on Twitch? Yeah, I'm at twitch.tv slash Mrs. Ruby, which is M-R-S-R-U-V as in Victor, I. If you wanted to donate to the Good Egg Fund, you can scroll down underneath the little like window there and hit the donate button. And just make sure you write for the Good Egg Fund in there and I'll, I'll move it over to the correct spot. Or you can watch and check for when the donation box says Good Egg Fund and, and donate then. Um, let's see. Oh, and I'm also on Twitter at Mrs. Ruby and Instagram as Mrs. Ruby. I had to rough some people up to get it on all of the platforms, but I got it. Nice. For real? It was taken? Yes. Oh my gosh. All right. <laughs> That's they so actually specific. Just, <laughs> they actually just vacated the premises after a while, and I was like, hmm, I'll take just it. Just moved here. in? Yeah. Nice. And as always, we, we'll have the, the links to all this stuff down below, so you can get to that nice and easy. Do we have any shout-outs, guys? Ooh. Do I have to shout-out somebody like famous, or can I pick anybody? You can shout-out anyone and it can be like a thousand people we'll we'll wait we can keep going okay so i'm gonna shout out (laughs) the whole daughters of grace if i can think of them so like you know rochelle and avery and bella and sydney and jill and gabby and hope and grace i think that's all of them and then nicole and andrea who helped me with it they're the adult leaders Way to go, you guys. You're Sounds awesome. Super awkward if you forgot someone. I know. But I'm like going around my living room where they know. Oh, Megan. Megan just started coming, though. So Meg, nice. for sure. And then Miranda, but she's technically graduated out. And Marissa, Miranda's sister. There you go. There's another one. I got all of nice. them. And, um, I'm, 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 and also my friend Emily, who also streams on Twitch as Candidly Mom. Uh, she mm. does Tuesdays and Thursdays. And she is like 100,000 years pregnant. So <laughs> that girl's a hero. Pray for her. Mm-hmm. Yep, those are my shout-outs. Awesome. Gordon. George Washington. You could mm-hmm. shout-out my mom, Gordon. It's Ruby's mom. It's usually... Uh, yeah. Hold on. Hi, 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 mom. Hiking girl, right? Hiking That's girl the is my mom. Mm-hmm. Username? Yep. On what, your Twitch? Yeah. And uh, on Instagram. 
and on Twitter. You follow Ruby's mom too. She doesn't do anything with it. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's that's really it. Not a lot has changed. It's okay. the same old. Yeah, I want to give some quick shout outs, mostly to people who have already gotten them, but the people who made it so I could actually get here to Iowa. So Gordon for giving me a ride to the airport and my mom for picking me up from the airport and my brother for letting me take over his room for today so I can record here. So <laughs> shout outs all around. What a good cool. egg. What a good egg. Good eggs. Love it. With that, guys, thank you so much for joining us this week. Don't forget to follow Miss Ruby on social media and on Twitch. Contribute to that good egg fund. Do your challenges. Please check those out. Have a Merry Christmas season. And don't forget to follow us if you haven't already at Twitter, at On the Adventure 2, Facebook and YouTube, The Christ in Culture. And then don't forget to check out patreon.com backslash The Christ in Culture and our website, thechristinculture.com. And don't forget, patrons, we will have that bonus episode for you. So make sure you stay tuned. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Okay, now this is when I start swearing. <laughs>